When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hello and welcome in. Daily Vikings Entertainment. Just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. This is Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolget, our executive producer, Declan Goff, and the show is presented by our friends at TCL. Now an official partner of the NFL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Gentlemen, we are two weeks away exactly from the first round of the National Football League draft, where we will be at Park Tavern for the Surly Draft Party, the second annual 6 o'clock start time. That's the glad-handing time. That's the putter in the all vice with Judd time. And then at 7 o'clock-ish, we will start a, a very lengthy, probably four- to five-hour YouTube stream where we break everything down uh, for not only the, li- the live audience that's at Park Tavern, but also all of you who can't make it watching on YouTube. And let's let's just say this: I will not only be putting her in the old vice at six p.m., but I can guarantee you, I will be checking out the uh, re-debut of "Before I Die," which will be on tap and available in a new "Before I Die" can at Park Tavern on Thursday, the twenty seventh, before uh, it winds up back at Surly and in liquor stores starting in May, one night only in April, April twenty seventh. "Before I Die" will be back in rotation and guess who will be drinking some of them that's right me <laughs> all right it's all about judd yeah, if you want to come and watch me. judd hey, drink beer at me. park tavern in two weeks if you want to enjoy a few too and nothing wrong with that guess who's going to be drinking beer yeah, me guess who has two thumbs and loves a surly yep, this guy exactly, right here exactly right before i die the 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 mission of this very program. Yeah. So we're, we want to meet as many of you as possible or see you again if we've uh, met you at previous events. We're looking forward to it. So, all right. I have a a Vikings draft slash quarterback question for you that I, I want to lay something out for you guys on this show today. I feel like we haven't given enough attention to maybe this angle. And maybe we've gone a little too far, us and the collective mocking community. But I think... Yeah. I just came across something here in, in, in mock draft form that we might be a good jumping off point. I actually, mock, mock. so we've done fifty of these mock draft roundups. Fifty of these. This is our fiftieth right here that I'm about to present to you guys from SI.com, mm-hmm. the Fan Nation section of SI.com. Okay, 
And uh, it's a first round mock. Try to find the author here. Uh, Bo Marshana, uh, Bo, Bo, Bo M. <laughs> Bo Marchianti. Marchianti. Bo M has a mock draft. Not going to mock here. Yeah, not going to be mocking here. Not going to gonna mock. So <laughs> he's got Bryce Young going number one. Yeah. CJ Stroud going number two to the Texans. Smokescreen. Number three, Jalen Carter to the Cardinals. Number four, so he doesn't have the Colts taking Anthony Richardson. He's got uh, that Northwestern offensive lineman, Skaronsky, going to the Colts. Interesting. And then yep. I'm just trying to find, uh, oh, Bajan Robinson, eight to the Falcons. Very interesting. Let's see here. He's got Will Levis going 11 to the Titans. So only two quarterbacks in the top 10. Will Levis going 11. And then Anthony Richardson falls to the Commanders at 16. So four quarterbacks off the board, but two of them between 11 and 16. And that brings us to the 23rd overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. Where the Minnesota Vikings select... I lost my chimes. They got deleted. What? I was waiting for them. That's so what? Inside baseball here, the mouse. If you are just hovering over the wrong thing and you and you meant to click something, it can it can hover over a new thing and absorb it. And the nerds football sounder replaced the no! draft sounder. So that'll be replaced what? here in just Get give me like thirty nerds! seconds and it'll it'll be back. Is this what's going to happen on draft night? No, I don't have a mouse. Thankfully, on draft night, this will be good. I only. Want I don't. One yeah, I don't know if I can proceed forward. Until we, we get be, the the ESPN challenge, we have to chimes. be in our game. We have to be in our game here. We're dropping the ball. Yeah, are we? I know we have like a big meeting to discuss. You know, like is the internet going to work and stuff like that at Park Tavern? But there it is. Are we going to have the chimes? We can have the chimes. Okay, that's probably a good sure, idea. Yeah. That's actually. I'll write that down. <laughs> write that down. Yeah, you write yeah, that. Down. You like writing write things down. down. Chimes. With the twenty third pick in the two thousand twenty three NFL Draft, according to SI.com's <laughs> Fan Nation section, the Minnesota Vikings select. Out of the University of Tennessee, quarterback Hendon Hooker. Another one. I want a mock. This is now, and I'll give you the write-up here, this is now the fourth mock in the last week from prominent platforms that has put Hendon Hooker on the Minnesota Vikings. You got Todd McShay's latest, Daniel Jeremiah's latest, and Bruce Feldman from The Athletic with not just his, but like, here's the people I talk to type of a mock. And SI.com says Minnesota's defense ranked 31st in the league, allowing uh, a lot of yards. Um, The amazing statistic for the Vikings is they scored 424 points and allowed 427. One would think they would go defense with this pick, but with Kirk Cousins hitting free agency next year, it leaves the team vulnerable. Hooker is 25 years old, coming off an ACL, which makes this scenario odd. But once again, the market for quarterbacks is at a premium. Truth be told, it's difficult to have both Hooker and Richardson in round one. The risk-reward seems to heavily outweigh the positives for both those guys. So I think my question for you guys is, have we gone too far with this, not only with Hendon Hooker, but with this whole idea that the Vikings, they really need to be on quarterback watch this year. This needs to be the year, right? This, This has to be the year that the Vikings draft a quarterback, I feel like we've gone from two months ago, they need to draft defense, to now it's like almost every prominent mocker and even a lot of our conversations are like, okay, well, they they can definitely get Hooker in the first round, but should they move up and trade 19 first-round picks to get Stroud, right? Like, Mm -hmm. do we need to calm down 
on this Vikings should draft a quarterback in 2023 idea? Oh, first of all, no, because it's great fun. I mean, are you kidding? Quarterback's so much fun. But um, I think we I think we have to admit that we don't know. Well, I won't be surprised if the Vikings take a quarterback in this draft. I don't think we know where they're going to take that player. And part of it is because we have no idea what O'Connell's tells are when it comes to this position. He inherited Kirk and did a really good job. But I, there's a lot about O'Connell and, and his uh, potential leanings when it comes to the spot that he played. Not real well, but he certainly knows it well and can coach it. Uh, there's a lot we don't know yet. And so, like, I feel like the hooker thing is a little bit probably forced. Like, it's like, well, Hennon Hooker makes some sense, and now he's just and, – and and I don't know if this is a Vikings thing. It feels more like a mocking community thing. Like, one person did it, and then everyone else was like, oh, that's a good idea. The Vikings need a quarterback. Um, I think there's a better chance they trade back. I think there's a better chance they trade up. If Richardson falls as far as you just had him, and and your choices are Hooker at 23 or trying to trade up not by a lot, but by a little, it would cost you. I think there's more likely that they see upside in Richardson. Um, so, and I, I also, to go back to what I've been saying for a while now, I feel like the hooker thing is a smokescreen of sorts. Like, yeah, he played in the system, but you don't get it. Like, that feels like um, like teams are trying to get teams to bite. So, I won't be surprised if they take a quarterback. I think that we've probably gone too far in trying to force it at times. So, and I'll just, I'll put a bow on the mock segment here. I want a mock! Mock! We can't exit the mock segment without hitting the the mock sounder. Um, It reminds me, I was thinking about this this morning when I saw this, just yet another mock draft with Hendon Hooker. And it reminded me of something that we recently made fun of a lot in Minnesota. A little history lesson for you guys. In 2019, the Green Bay Packers hired a fresh-faced, offensive-minded coach, Matt LaFleur, to come on in and rejuvenate the career of 35-year-old Aaron Rodgers, right? That was like Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. McCarthy had gotten kind of crusty, you know, different than Zimmer because Mike McCarthy has a well-respected offensive background and a Super Bowl title as a coach. But those guys were kind of on the outs. The chemistry was weird. And the Packers said, let's bring in a young, offensive-minded coach who was like, in his 30s still, I want to say. LeFleur is a pretty young guy. And he's going to rejuvenate the career of 35-year-old Aaron Rodgers. And in LeFleur's first season as head coach, much like Kevin O'Connell, the Packers popped up and won 13 games. The Packers were like a six-win team, actually, the year before. Get LeFleur in here. Rodgers rejuvenated. 13-win season. And in that 13-win season, the Packers, just like the Vikings last year, exceeded what they were supposed to win based on analytics and point differential. If you just look at point differential, the Packers were more like a 9-7 and seven team. They only outscored their opponents by like 60 points all year. But coaching and chemistry and uh, eight one-score victories for the Packers in 2019 led them to, to sort of a, a place that they probably shouldn't have been, which is 13 wins. Now then they took it. They actually went to the NFC Championship game. The Vikings can get out of the first round. But here they are, new coach, 35-year-old rejuvenated quarterback, and uh, a team that wins a bunch of close one-score games in the regular season. And they fast-forward to the 2020 draft, and instead of adding to what they've built, oh, we've got Rodgers back in the mix. He's not that old, right? This is great. 
they decide to hedge, and some would argue, especially in retrospect, and reach for Jordan Love in the first round. They traded up to get a guy that most mocks had as like a second or third round pick, if I remember correctly, from 2019. And so rather than add resources around their 35-year-old star quarterback that they just like breathe life into for the first time in two or three years, they start planning for his departure. And Rodgers had multiple years of high-level play left. And now there's another falling out. He has not forgotten that. You know, They went on to win 13 games each of the next two years. And you could argue, man, if they just had another great weapon or if they just had another great usable asset that wasn't a backup quarterback collecting dust and holding a clipboard, mm-hmm. that maybe the Packers would have gone to that next step and won the Super Bowl, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, you guys, like, we, I think the audience knows where we stand on Kirk, which is, eh, he's definitely not Aaron Rodgers. I'm not putting him in that category. But should the, like, if it, if it, if, to me, if it comes down to you reach for Hendon Hooker in the first round because you're so desperate to move on from Kirk Cousins, that just feels off to me. If you decide we love C.J. Stroud so much at the top of the draft that we're going to trade future first-round picks, like that's a different story. But if you're so desperate to move off Kirk Cousins after a 13-win season that you're going to reach at the 23rd pick for Hendon Hooker, that feels like the thing we made fun of four years ago in Green Bay, or three years ago, I guess. I think the difference is, and and look, the the Hooker thing, as far as I know, isn't really tied to the the Vikings, like I don't, I haven't heard a thing about. Well, they love him, so that feels like a mocking thing. But the difference, I think, between what the Packers did uh, back in 2020 and what the Vikings appear to be appear being the key word to be doing now is a matter of decisiveness. That that Packer team felt very wishy washy about personnel decisions, starting with Rodgers. Like, were they in or, or out? And, like, to this day, you still don't know. They drafted a quarterback in the first round, presumably uh, not only because they liked him, but to pick up the fifth-year option possibility, which is now being exercised. But, you know, I don't know that there was a decisiveness there. The Vikings appear to be very intent on this is going to be Kirk's last year. So I actually appreciate that the Vikings right now appear to be on the same page, both from a GM standpoint and a coaching standpoint, because I would say the Packers didn't seem as if they, they were, or if they were, they certainly changed their, their minds quickly. Um, all of that being said, I am with you. Like, if your point is, is this hooker thing, like, you know, it seems forced, it doesn't seem smart. I agree with that completely. Um, I also will continue to say, until I'm proven wrong, I think the approach of Quasi Delfa Mensa and Kevin O'Connell to this position is going to be very different from what Vikings fans are used to. And I think they're going to take swings. Um, It's incredible. I went through the list last night, you guys. Rick Spielman became GM of the Vikings in 2012, okay? And I've always, and he deserves, the ponder pick was him. Les Frazier wanted a veteran guy. They traded for McNabb, a disaster in its own right. But Spielman definitely drafted ponder. But beyond that, he drafted Teddy, he drafted Nate Stanley, and Kellen Mond. And that's all he drafted. Like, he didn't even want to take swings. So do I think if you take swings on this position, it's forced? No. Do I think if you take the swing at the wrong place, i.e., Hooker looks good e- enough, 
yes, that seems like a very much to go back to like ponder a Spielman desperation pick. Well, uh, one thing that I think is, and you're kind of alluding to this, that's way different with Spielman versus Quasey is most of those years that Rick was the GM from you know 2014 through at least seven of the year. Well, how long was Zimmer here? Seven years or eight years? Eight years, whatever it was. 14 through 21, right? Yeah. Outside of the Teddy draft, which, by the way, Norv Turner was kind of the point person on that. It wasn't like Mike Zimmer in his almost decade as a head coach was banging on Rick's door saying, hey, we got to get a quarterback. Hey, we got to get a star quarterback. Hey, I need my quarterback, right? He was always saying, hey, I need my cornerback. Hey, I need my edge rusher. Hey, I need my interior defensive lineman. I need a linebacker over here. So that's my guess is Kevin O'Connell. He's probably not anti-defensive players or wide receivers, but Kevin O'Connell would seem to have much more interest long-term in finding his co-pilot who's not 35, you know, 36 years old in a year from now. So, but I just think there's such a huge difference between identifying a guy that you like and maybe going up to get him versus, okay, well, four quarterbacks are off the board already. And man, we're hearing a lot of teams are interested in hooker. We don't have a second round pick. So let's just, we have him as kind of a second or third round grade. Well, we got to get someone. Let's do it, right? That's that to me. That's how. I mean, that's what they did with Ponder. Oh my God, the first three guys are off the board, and we really need a quarterback, so we have to do it. And in retrospect, and we could pull up a list of all the players that they probably could have drafted. What if you draft a beast interior defensive lineman, and then just go like, you could have found any number of just like clipboard holding backups to play at the level that Christian Ponder played at for two years. Well, they hell they found one, Matt Castle, <laughs> a year later. Um, so. Just, I'm okay with drafting a quarterback, and I'm okay with finding Kirk's successor, clearly, uh, even though he's still playing at a pretty high level. But I'm not okay if they do it the way that the Packers did. The, the Packers weren't planning ahead. Like, the, to me, the Packers, were, the Packers had a situation in front of them where you're winning 13 games. Don't, don't be that desperate to move on. So we've got, I, I, I feel like we've, on this show, and I'm guilty of this, we have moved a little too far into desperately looking for Kirk's successor as opposed to smartly or wisely looking for Kirk's successor. And where I'm at now is I'm okay with Hendon Hooker if you trade back and get capital and it's it's all wrapped up in value. I'm not okay with Hendon Hooker if it's the only pick you make in the first 87 picks. Yeah. I'm okay with shooting your shots on the position because, one, you feel like you've identified guys who can play and can be, if nothing else, coached up. Um, I'm also okay with the fact that I think that the thought process now is going to be, let's take a look at guys. Let's, let's try this. And yes, if, if it's a forced first round pick at any spot, that's a bad idea. I don't care if it's quarterback, let's say it's center, you know, Garrett Bradbury, let's just take him. We have to have a center. Um, But I also think that, what we need to get away from is this thought process of if it doesn't work, it's over. If it doesn't work, it's over. And the other thing and where the Vikings got caught and, you know, Kirk's been fine, but he's just been fine where the Vikings got caught was, okay, we can't find one. Who can we pay? And, and, you know, to be clear, the majority of star quarterbacks never hit the free agent market. Mm -hmm. It's very rare. And if they do, there's a reason. Um, So, if your end of the day thought process is, well, we can't find one. 
let's just go sign one to a huge salary. Yes, it's going to hurt, but at least it's solved. That's not solving it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm guessing that, uh, is it today or tomorrow that Kwesi and KOC are talking to you? Is it today? Today. Guessing they're not going to go too in-depth on. Oh, they're going to tell us. On this. (laughs) And and, and at one point. We've never liked Kirk. (laughs) One thing to clarify like, again, I would not be desperately reaching for the fifth quarterback off the board in the first round. But on the flip side, if you didn't have an immediate successor that you loved long term, but you did have an offer from the 49ers at some point for like a couple second round picks or a first, a future first round pick and a third, I would pull the trigger on that trade to get value for Kirk before I knew who was replacing him. I'm not yep. afraid of that, just to be clear. Yep. It, and this would be an entirely uh, different episode and probably a whole show. But until we're until it's proven wrong, we cannot dismiss that if they don't think that they can find their guy, we could have a few years of a bridge quarterback here. And you know what this franchise has done? <laughs> They've won a lot of games with bridge quarterbacks yeah. in our lives. Because guess, guess what? They don't eat up your salary cap. Yeah, they have. Like that's a whole that's a whole thing. O'Connell trusts himself to coach guys. So, like, he is not going to to say, if we don't force this draft pick and find Joe Burrow, I'm out of here. Screw it, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny. uh, So, I I grew up, my first conscious memories of Vikings football are, like, 1990. I was born in 85, 1985. And um, I remember, like, the late Jerry Burns era. So, maybe 1990, 91, I had an Anthony Carter jersey as a kid. So, I, I remember the very end of the Jerry Burns era. And then, in, and then the whole, I grew up on the Denny green era, basically. And the quarterbacks I watched as a kid were Jim McMahon, Rich Gannon, Warren moon, Brad Johnson for a year, Randall Cunningham for a year, Jeff George for a year. And then they found their franchise guy for a minute until he tore his knee up Dante Culpepper. Yep. And then we went back in. All right, we're going to, Every year, it's going to be back to Brad Johnson, over to Tavares, then over to Farratt. Back to Holcomb. Yeah, Castle, all these guys. I love it. And guess what? In the 90s, especially, with all these random dudes playing, and it's a different era, you know, but all these random dudes playing quarterback, they won 8, 11, 9, 10, 8, 9, 9, 15, 10, 11 games. So... Just it kind of goes into what you wrote for VikingsWire.com, which is let's let's all calm down with our Christian Ponder post traumatic stress syndrome a little bit here too when it comes to finding Kirk's eventual successor. It's funny too because I grew up; my first conscious memories are Dante. So, like I, my first taste was franchise guy for the most part, yeah. a guy that was volatile. Like he definitely had some highs where he looked like an MVP, and he certainly had some lows where he was fumbling twenty five times a year. But I, my first conscious memories are a franchise QB. And then it went into Brad Johnson, to T-Jack, to Farratt, to Holcomb, to Bollinger, to all those, you know, slappy guys that they had to start. And once that, I think, that, I think that's why I was so excited when they drafted Teddy Bridgewater. The Ponder, what everyone knew was a reach. Whether I was, I was 18, I was, I was a senior in high school, about to graduate when they drafted Ponder. But everyone knew that was a reach. But the Teddy one, um, a few years later, that was like, oh, this is the first time I feel like they're finding their first franchise guy since Dante. Mm-hmm. You know, we should almost do... Maybe we do this leading up to the draft in a couple weeks here because we have kind of two weeks of pre-draft shows to to do and then that's it. We should just do a whole episode talking about 
Christian Ponder post-traumatic stress syndrome and what it's meant to our lives, what it's meant to us as Vikings fans, followers, media. Yeah. You know, how has it, how has it ever impacted your marriage? Christian Ponder post-traumatic stress syndrome. Your relationships with your kids, your parents. <laughs> I don't have kids. I don't have to worry about that. Or parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, they're, they're dead now, so. <laughs> This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Um, you know what's not dead? It's coming alive. The Meadows at Mystic. Yes. Oh, God, yes. It's finally warm out. We're closer and closer to tea times, which has been great. And the Meadows at Mystic Lake is the best place to golf. You can uh, you can stay up to date with tea time information there, of course. You can go grab the 10-round uh, value pack. They also have the Meadows Bar and Grill. So once you're done with your round or you're like me, you like to load up before your round, maybe with a couple seltzers or a couple beers or just sitting on the patio, gazing out at one of the most scenic golf courses in all of Minnesota. Go to golfthemeadows.com to stay up to date on tee times. We're a proud sponsor here of Score North and Purple Daily. We appreciate them. Go to golfthemeadows.com to stay up to date. I'm actually uh, I'm, I'm meeting with our friends at Federated Insurance today just to catch up. And now that I'm back in town, so looking forward to a little lunch meeting with them, and we appreciate Federated helping us grow our business here at Score North Purple Daily over the past few years, and uh, they've just done so much great work for business owners. 1904 is the first year of Federated Insurance based in Owatonna, Minnesota, and they work with, with companies both inside and outside the state of Minnesota. So if you're out state, if you're a business owner, um, they work with clients in all 50 states. Go to federatedinsurance.com to find a full list of industries Federated works with and protects. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Before we get to a random Viking of the week here, um, what you know, we touched on this a little bit with Doogie, but we didn't we didn't flesh it out in full depth on the scoop episode. What is the real reason why they're doing the pre-draft press conference two weeks before the draft instead of like two days before the draft, which is how the Vikings always did it under Rick Spielman. What do you think? Uh, my guess is that, that teams have decided it's best to get this done. Yeah. And they also don't think, like, I mean, it's not like, oh, my God, it's it's uh, two days until the draft, and now Rick Spielman's going to tell the truth, and we're going to find out exactly what he's yeah. – I think this is probably a public relations move, but by – Quasi and O'Connell and probably all GMs and coaches, it's considered a pain in the ass that has to be cleared off the books. Uh, so my guess is that they're going, they're going to come out and give you the cliches and non answers today and clean up or clear up draft week. That's, that's my guess. I mean, it might go beyond that as far as uh, potential moves that could be made in the next week or so that they don't necessarily want to discuss. 
um, right now. But that's my simplest guess is it's all about the timing. And this is, I would guess, a deader period than the week of the draft, which is when Spielman, I think Spielman would ordinarily do it on Monday or Tuesday before the draft started on Thursday. Yeah. See, Rick always felt like he was, he, he knew exactly what he was doing, right? He's going to get up there. He's going to talk for 30 minutes. He's going to mostly say nothing, but he will, he will strategically use the media to get some stuff out oh, there. Yeah. Do we yep. really, Quasey has done so few press conferences since he took the job, right? He's done like maybe a handful of open media press conferences. I know where you're going. I have no clue. We don't know what, does he, is he going to use the media like pawns? Is he going to put a, <laughs> Smoke screen out. We don't we don't really know, right? I think you know what's funny? I think Rick prided himself on that. Like I think Rick Smoke loved screen. the cat and mouse game, and I think Rick <laughs> thought it worked. My guess is guys Quasi's age and with how he, he thinks don't care about that part. Like, cause for Rick it was a game, right? Like I'm gonna mislead them, and so the 49ers are gonna have no clue. I think Quasi's probably like, this is just a pain. Let's get this done. I don't know that he enjoys or yet enjoys that part like Rick did. Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah, the, the USA Today thing, it's like he was so comfortable doing media and he was kind of an open book. And then he said the, you don't want to go full Rams. And it was like, oh, Kirk, I should never talk publicly again. Oh, my God. And the Kirk thing. <laughs> Talked about Kirk and, and was pretty candid. And I think he was... Uh, Again, I think part of the problem is if you're candid, you get a talking to. Didn't he have to go and apologize to Kirk? He went and called him, yeah. Because he kind of basically yeah. said he's not I think he Patrick also Mahomes. called the Rams. I think he also <laughs> called Les Snead at the Rams uh, and apologized. And I don't think, at least in the Rams case, they didn't give a damn. They just won a Super Bowl. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we, we went full Rams well, and we might suck for a while, but guess what? We got a Lombardi in our trophy Right, case. And it's kind of, you know, it's... I don't know. I, I respect and I I do think Quasey is going to wind up being a good GM for the Vikings and the jury's still out. But, you know, it is it was kind of weird five minutes after the Rams won a Super Bowl to say, you don't really want to go full Rams. And the Rams are like, OK, that's cool. Whatever. You guys haven't <laughs> you won a championship to. in 60 years. And here we are. The Rams were great, though. F them draft picks. Yep. Yeah. When's their next first round pick? 2052? <laughs> yeah, I'll be dead by then. <laughs> All right, it's time now for the random Viking of the week here on Purple Daily, where we mostly just get our asses kicked by Judd, who now has 50 career victories on random Was Viking last week 50? 50? I was thinking about that. <laughs> you knew you were close? I was take a bow. <laughs> Hall of Fame. Some of the recent random Vikings of the week include J.T. O'Sullivan, Anthony Carter, Laquan Treadwell, Dwayne Rudd, Thomas Topay, and Warren Moon. Judd has a 50 to 29 lead all time over the combination of Dex and old Macadac. We alternate throwing out clues. And uh, it's my turn to throw out clues to you guys. You get up to three incorrect guesses. You can shout out guesses whenever you want to. And you can ask me questions if you want. I can refuse to answer. We also have spawned over on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd, our other daily podcast, a random Minnesota athlete of the week where we go into other sports. And Judd has a 2 nothing lead there as well because he is the the uh, historian sports dad. I have no life. <laughs> but that's okay. Are you guys ready for this random Viking? Let's do it. Let's go. All right. This random Viking of the week, no Googling, originally hails from Pensacola, Florida. In high school, 
this random Viking of the Week, was named Defensive Player of the Year by the Pensacola News Journal. One of my favorite publications. It is a great publication. I love it. In fact, let's see. Is it still operational? Pensacola News Journal. Let's see what pops up here. Couldn't you just be the journal? Like, why? Oh, yeah, you the PNJ.com. PNJ. PNJ.com. Get my copy. <laughs> oh, it's still. Oh, uh, looks like. Oh, I either have to disable ads or I have to subscribe. Probably not going to subscribe yep. to the uh, PNJ, but All right. good to know that it's still thriving or in existence anyways. As a senior, this random Viking had, a, this is a senior in high school, 120 tackles, 12 sacks, six forced fumbles, and two interceptions. A defensive monster in high school. Mm. This random Viking of the Week played college football in the ACC and actually once earned first-team All-ACC honors. Okay. I can pause there for a minute, let you guys... I have a pretty good indication, I think, who this is. Really? Mm, Oh, I'd like to hear it. I'm waiting for a couple more clues to solidify. That, that's that, that, that's how you lose. Uh-oh. That's how you lose. Oh, man. Declan's uh, running the risk here. All right. This random Viking of the week. <clears throat> um, on December 31st, 2019, actually made an appearance on New Year's Eve with Steve Harvey. So Steve Harvey does like a New Year's Eve syndicated show across the nation, and this random Viking, New Year's Eve 2019, made an appearance on the show. Is it Roman Reigns? Ooh, Dex tweets. Nope, that's the wrong button. You got it right. Sorry. Roman Reigns. Nice work. Good job. I thought I could sneak a fastball I, past you because I brought him up last week, and you were like, well, there's no way you can put that one together the, without it being obvious. For whatever, maybe there wasn't, I for guess. For whatever reason, the Pensacola, Florida, I was like, well, okay, he's from, I know he's from Pensacola. Oh, oh I had okay. no idea. And then, oh. but I mean, you know, that's, that's even though it's an obscure city, it's not a main city, like, okay. <laughs> but then you were just doing high school stats, and I was like, okay, if, he, if he's not going to give any NFL stats, then clearly it's Roman. That's George pretty Tech, good. right? Georgia Tech, yep. So if I would have given the uh, college teammates with Calvin Johnson, it might have sparked something for Judd. But some of the other clues here, just for fun here. So he didn't he didn't get invited to the Combine, but he did do a pro day at Georgia Tech. So they do have, like, Combine data for him, enough to put together a raw athletic score, the Raz that Thor talks about every Tuesday. Yep. His Raz was off the charts. It was like, it's on a 1 to 10 scale. It was like 976 he had a higher Raz than Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue, but didn't have the football skills and, you know, got Sick. leukemia and whatnot. So, yeah. yep. NFL head coaches, right, Brad Childress and Jack Del Rio. He actually had a, he spent some time in camp later that year with the Jaguars in 2007. Oh, did he really? Interesting. So, wow. Dex tweets. You got Lesnar and you got Roman Reigns. You got wrestling. Historically doing pretty right. well. So do you did you did he show up to like an off season camp with the Vikings or was he just kind of he definitely had he was there for photo day in two thousand seven 
because there are yeah. photos of him like in a Vikings uniform. Yeah, he, he was in Mankato. I don't recall. I'm, I'm guessing that he was at their rookie camp that or that spring, but I remember him at Mankato, and then I remember I heard he had gotten sick, and they they released him. I think injured. It, they never. He didn't come out. It didn't come out that, that he was battling cancer uh, for quite some time. I'm pretty sure that that they just said it didn't work out, but um, yeah, I vaguely recall him, Joe Ano Joe Anoya, yeah, Anoa, correct? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly, yeah, but I, yes, I was yeah. really hoping you weren't going to ask me for his real name because, like, I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm just going to go with Roman. Wow. <laughs> The head of you could have said yeah, the head of the true. table, the I'm tribal protesting. chief himself. I'm, I'm protesting. He didn't give us his Vikings name. <laughs> protest. Oh damn! Uh, yeah. So this edition of Random Viking of the Week is being played under protest. We will have a full review for next week. So all right, there it is. Uh, Declan's the head of the table, the tribal chief. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge him. Actually, my last clue was going to be if you if you guys somehow didn't get it before then, it was going to be. Even though he never actually played a game in the NFL, it feels right to acknowledge his accomplishments. And then Declan probably would have got it if we would have yeah. gone that far. Oh, yeah. Acknowledge me. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment.